So this is the first episode of Bookaholics Anonymous. Welcome. I am Francesca or Cheska. I'm Alicia. Just Alicia. <laughs> Just Alicia. <laughs> um, and we decided to start this podcast because she likes to read. I like to drink. And... This seemed like the perfect way to get me to read and her to drink. So. Cheers to that, honestly. So what are you drinking today? I am drinking a uh, seltzer water and tequila because we had no vodka. That sounds disgusting. Well, it's lime seltzer water. Okay, that's not that bad. It's a little better. Yeah, but I am currently trying to not drink (laughs) a lot of alcohol. Um, Yeah, I'm trying not to either. I'm trying to just drink on the weekends, which is why I'm so glad that we're recording when we do. Right, yeah. Um, I'm drinking a Stella because that's basically the only thing that I drink is Stella. (laughs) I actually don't think I've ever had a Stella. Mm. It's my favorite. That and grapefruit beer. How would you describe a Stella? It kind of... Okay, I don't... I don't know if I can because I don't want all of like... The beer the snobs to come for you? Yeah, all the beer people to be like, well, that's not... This is my opinion. I think it kind of... Kind of reminds me of Heineken, but Heineken is gross to me. I've never so had Heineken it, either. <laughs> I don't drink beer. Well, then I can't describe it to you. I, I, mean, I, I don't... I have, do drink it. I just don't enjoy it. Like, it's never my first choice. Yeah, but like hard liquor and things like that are expensive. Like a good one... Yeah. So like, I tend well, to go for wine and beer. That's I don't my... drink. I don't drink that often, so it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like my dad drinks beer like every night with dinner, and so there's constantly just like beer in the house. And then like I can't. I don't want to drink his tequila because I don't want him to turn around and be like, "What the fuck? Why are you drinking my good stuff?" So I don't feel as bad drinking his beer. But I bought this six pack, so he can't come for me. <laughs> And we're recording 1.30. Yeah, so, so now they can't come for me either. Yeah, day drinking. Be- yeah, because it's after noon. Literally, it's after <laughs> noon. After but she's noon. Still, my mom's still going to get mad that I'm drinking before 5 o'clock. But sh- whatever. There's bigger things to worry about in this world. I'm an adult. I make my own choices. Even if I have to buy my breakfast because my mom's not home to make it for me. <laughs> Yeah, how was that bacon, egg, and cheese? Oh my god, that bacon, egg, and cheese was so good. It was chef's kiss. Although, I will admit, they didn't spread the egg out across the roll. So there was just like cheese and bread on one side, and it was just like, come on guys, I know you're better than Yeah, that's not... No. Step it up. Not it, sis. No, it isn't. So for this podcast, we're each going to be... Picking books that we've read, that we loved, that we wanted the other to read. And Alicia and I have two very different tastes yeah. in terms of what we like to read. I tend to lean more towards mystery, uh, true crime, psychological thrillers, that sort of thing. Whereas I would say you're kind of the opposite. Yeah, I definitely, I go towards more YA uh, fantasy romance Anything YA, really. I I love YA books. 
So I like YA books. I just don't have the patience to read them because they just I just roll my eyes all the time. But maybe that's just the cynic in me. Like I'm just so cynical. I just need a good murder and I'm good. <laughs> See, it's funny. I would think I would enjoy those books more because I listen to so many true crime podcasts. <laughs> but there's just something about the YA genre. Maybe it's because I started reading YA when I started reading for real. Yeah. And st- like instead of reading for school, you know, yeah, I don't know. Leisure I, reading. Yeah, I started reading for fun and thought reading was fun instead of thinking reading sucked and yeah. it was horrible because every single book they give you in school to read are just the worst possible books. Don't get me started in, on Old Man and the Sea. I won't stop. It's literally a hundred pages of him just sitting there waiting for a fish. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I think the ones I read in high school were a little better, maybe because we read more um, books during yeah that all high school. Yeah, but yeah, I can't. There's probably only like three or four I could give you that are actually good. The rest are I like- trash. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I didn't read that one. We read that one, and Fahrenheit 451 I liked. That one was very good. Also didn't read that one. <laughs> so I, in turn, read... I read the Ender's... I read Ender's Game, which Ooh. was phenomenal. It was really good. I saw part the, of the movie. I remember some of it. The movie's pretty good, too. The author, however, horrible person. He's <laughs> terrible. But the book was awesome. Fantastic, yeah. It was really good. I read The Giver... I had to fight my... I read my, The Giver in middle school. Middle school? Yeah, that's what my um my teacher told me when I asked him if I could do it. I was like, I never read it. Can you please let me read it? And it was because Taylor Swift was in the movie and it was coming out that year, so I wanted to read it. <laughs> okay, so it's called The Blackness in the, in the Stars Between Them. Yeah, oh, no, sorry, The Stars and the Blackness Between Them. We, we messed it up. God damn it. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Leave me alone. <laughs> so we start off with two girls. One is named Audrey. She's 16. She's from Trinidad. The other girl is 16. Her name's Maybell. She's from Minneapolis. We love, we stan. <laughs> and we love the Caribbean. We do. So Audrey is in love with the pastor's daughter, we find out, in Trinidad. Ooh. Scandalous. I know. Her mother, Audrey's mother, is like super religious, is dating or seeing the pastor. That's what they make it sound like in the book. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but that's just the vibes I was getting from that part. So her mother catches her with the pastor's daughter. The pastor's daughter's name is Neri. And they catch, she catches them together and flips the fuck out and tells Audrey she's shipping her off to live with her dad in Minneapolis. And Audrey is not too happy. She's really upset, obviously, because she really likes this girl, Neri, and doesn't want to go and live in the States. She doesn't want to go live with her father. You want to go from Trinidad to Minneapolis. Let's just run it down here. She's from Trinidad. Minneapolis is, like, pretty cold. Yeah. Right? It's in Minnesota. That's pretty cold for someone from Trinidad. I mean, I would be... I'm from upstate. I mean, it's in the Caribbean. Right. That's what I'm saying. So (laughs) I think there are definitely a lot of good reasons why she would not be too thrilled to move to Minneapolis. I mean, 
It's just fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. She doesn't know anyone. Uh, you find out she doesn't really know her dad that well. Her dad saw her when she was younger more. And now that she's a little older, the trips have kind of spaced out a little more. So she's not super freaking thrilled at all. <laughs> so then this story is told in dual perspectives. So you kind of flip back and forth from Maybell to Audrey. Okay. So Maybell is super into music. She loves Whitney Houston. She loves this group called Black Lovers. The members are all queer, I believe, and they're all black. The person she really likes, they use they, them pronouns, mm-hmm. is called Queen Queen Asantua. Asantua. But listen, I gave you my dyslexia rights for this, so use them wisely. But she really loves this group. They're all queer. They're all black. And the book opens with her going to their concert. It's like her first concert ever. She's really excited. And in the car ride home, you get a snippet of this interaction between Maybell and her parents because her parents went with her to the concert. How cute is that? We stand both of them, the mom and the dad. We love my parents made my sister go with me to the first Jonas Brothers concert I ever went to because I knew my dad wouldn't enjoy it. My mom went to my uh, first Taylor Swift concert with me. I went to my first Taylor Swift concert with my mom, too. We love that. Anyways, we stand them going to the concert with her. That's really cute, I thought, at least. Her mom is an artist. Her dad is a scientist, and he seems like he's kind of like a horticultural scientist. He works with plants a lot. So there's hipsters. Or they're like hippies, not hipsters. Or like, I would definitely say her mom is more of a, a hipster than her dad. I definitely see her dad more of like a science guy because he obviously works in science. Bill Nye the science Basically. guy. Basically. Bill, 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 Bill. Sorry. No copyright infringements, please. Yeah. <laughs> So we get a snippet of their conversation coming home from that concert where they're talking about it. Maybell's just like, this was awesome. It was great. I loved seeing all the different performers. And her dad is talking about the lead singer who is non-binary. From my understanding, I'm pretty sure that's what they Mm -hmm. would use. They use they, them pronouns. And her dad is like talking about her as a her when they're a they. And Maybell... Kind of gets a little snippy, understandably, and you can kind of then see there's some tension between Maybell and her dad that have to do with sexuality mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So you kind of get introduced to that right off the bat. It's a very interesting dynamic. I'll t- kind of try, try to talk about it later. So basically, we then find out that Maybell is kind of dating this guy named Terrell, who she plays basketball with. They're besties, I guess, kind of. She kind of describes that he came up to her one day after they were playing basketball and asked her out, and she was just like, okay, sure. I'll go along with it, I guess. And they just start dating, but it, you kind of get the sense that Maybelle's like not super into him. Okay. Because she talks about this other girl and about how they they one time went on this adventure and she really describes that she like loves this girl. Not loves, but is really infatuated with this girl and she thinks she's so pretty. She's so smart. 
and just really likes her a lot. And you kind of get the sense that she likes her more than Terrell, from my perspective at least. Okay. We get that part. And then Audrey comes over to the U.S., to Minneapolis. And at first, she's kind of not feeling it. She's a little cold to her dad. Understandable, because she hasn't seen him in a while, right? Yeah. He's... Plus fuck man, but... Well, he's super nice, though. Like, all he wants to do is make her comfortable, asks her, like, what can I do for you? Oh, it's like Charlie from Twilight. (laughs) I bet she makes him feel bad at the end of the book, doesn't she? Oh, we'll get to it. Don't worry. (laughs) But it's... He's super sweet. Like, I really appreciated him. I appreciate all the parental figure characters in this book, because you don't see that either in YA a lot. No, you don't. They're awesome parents. So... Maybelle's mom and her dad invite Audrey and Audrey's dad over because Audrey's dad and um, Maybelle's parents are pretty close. Maybelle calls Audrey's dad uncle. Mm -hmm. It's all very cute. And you see that Maybelle and Audrey kind of, they click, you know? Mm -hmm. Nothing really like spicy or anything happens (laughs) right away. But you can see they definitely have some sort of connection they talk about how Maybelle or Audrey would come over to Minneapolis when she was younger and um, would play with Maybelle or hang out with her. Mm-hmm. And they would have such a fun time. They would go pick raspberries, I believe. And they didn't have like raspberries, apparently, in Trinidad. They had other stuff, which oh was interesting. They hang out like the rest of the summer there's only a couple weeks of summer from what i understand i'm using from what i understand a lot because i don't want to say that this is you know set in stone you don't want to speak facts right because everything is up to interpretation (laughs) but exactly yeah it seems like there's only a couple weeks left in the summer by the time audrey gets there maybell and audrey hang out for the rest of the summer just chilling and having a good time and Picking raspberries and whatnot. Maybell show like brings her to Oh, so it's not a cornfield, it's a raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh Maybell shows her around, Minneapolis, and all that good stuff. So much to do in Minneapolis. <laughs> and then they go to school. And Maybell shows her around the school too and tells her where to go and what classes to go to. Which mm-hmm. is super cute because she's giving her the lowdown and being like, you shouldn't take this class because this professor is sucks. He's horrible. And you, you should take this class Ooh, because the teacher takes. is awesome and it's super great. And they're, it's just so cute. It's so teenage, you know, like talking about teachers and being like, this one sucks. You shouldn't take their class. You know, it was just <laughs> it felt just so relatable because that's so just teenage. Like you, we all did that. We all did that. We all compared class schedules and told each other what classes to take. We all posted our class schedules on (laughs) Facebook and said, comment if we have class together. We all did that. So Maybelle introduces Audrey to all her cute little friends. She has a friend named Jazzy, who is also a lesbian, I believe. Mm -hmm. They're LGBTQ. I don't want to assume their sexuality, but it does... I'm pretty sure she does mention that she's only into girls. And she's in, like, the school LGBTQ club. She is, like, an officer in it, I think. Mm. Yeah. And so 
Audrey is like low key trying to hide the fact that she's LGBTQ plus and doesn't want anyone to know because it got her sent here in the first place. And Mm. she figures if she just doesn't make any trouble, she'll get sent back home to Trinidad. Right? Teenage logic. Yeah. Teenage logic is never right, but we'll go with it. Right. So she kind of tries to stay away from that anytime anything LGBTQ is brought up. She definitely skirts away from it. She's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know her. Never met her. Never met her. Don't know her. Don't know anything about her. So then we fast forward a little bit and find out Maybell has been having all these problems. She's been feeling really tired lately and just exhausted. We go and find out she's at the doctor's office that she has cancer. Of course she (laughs) fucking does. Jesus Christ, what is this, a John Green book? She has cancer. She is a rare form of leukemia. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's so sad. I, that's the part I did not see that coming at all. Because at this point, Audrey and Mabel are fuck? pretty close. They're not together or anything, but you definitely know that they like each other and are going to like end up together. So The pining. The pining. It's so cute. Um, oh my god. Of course one of them had a fucking cancer. <laughs> yep. So they find this out. Maybell misses a bunch of school. And eventually Maybell's mom tells Maybell's closest friends. So she tells Terrell. She tells Audrey. Mm-hmm. She tells Jazzy. And that's it. And she tells them, hey, listen, Maybell's not feeling so great. Don't come by. Because she just doesn't really want to see anyone right now because she's trying to really Mm. deal with this. So, you know, a week and a half, two weeks goes by and Audrey really misses Maybell, which is super cute. And Audrey comes by and starts seeing Maybell because she's determined to use these homeopathic remedies to cure Maybell. She calls her... It's so cute. She calls her grandmother because her and her grandmother are really close. Her grandmother understands Audrey, doesn't outcast her for being like liking girls, basically, and understands her a lot. I definitely see her grandmother more of a mother figure than her actual mother. So she calls her grandmother and is like freaking out and asks her can you you need to tell me how to how to heal maybelle she's my only friend here and now she's gonna die like why is oh my it's so sad she like says this line that's something along the lines of it just must be me all this bad stuff happens oh my god yeah she's like it must be me because all this bad stuff keeps happening whenever i get involved with someone's life it's so sad you're just like sweet baby angel no let me give you a hug. Seriously. So Audrey's dealing with that all. Maybell is dealing with being having cancer. It's like it draw when this when I read that part in the book, I had to put the book down and be like, what the fuck is going on? Because I did not see that coming at all. What the fuck? What the fuck? So, yeah, Audrey's coming by. No one else is really coming by because Maybell is still sick and 
I guess they're following her mother's advice of letting Maybell reach out to her, them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it were me, no shade, but I would definitely at least keep texting them. Maybell yeah. definitely makes a comment that says Audrey was texting her and calling her every day, even like two weeks out. But her other friends stopped texting her after a little bit, you know, a couple days. Because they're shitty people. I know. I was like, you don't deserve them. You're too good for them. They don't deserve her. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're too good for me. Fuck them. So, yeah, Audrey's coming over to see Maybelle. Her other friends aren't because they're not great friends. Just putting that out there. I know they're high schoolers and they're teenagers and they don't know everything and they're just, you know. Teenagers suck. Yeah, they suck, but... I just feel like if it was my friend that was really close to, I would still text them all the time, but whatever, or FaceTime them, just putting it out there. Yeah, exactly. But I'm really fucking annoying. You <laughs> would get sick of me. <laughs> like, l- leave me alone. No. Surprise, bitch. I'm outside your window. <laughs> That's basically Maybell, or basically Audrey, to be honest. She's like, I'm here and I'm going to heal you. <laughs> It's awesome. They do with my spirit fingers. Yeah, they do like therapies where Audrey makes Maybell these like things, concoctions <laughs> made out of all this different stuff. Not some of it is a little gross, but mostly it's fruits and and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but there's I can't remember what it is, but she does slip in there. She's like telling uh, Maybell, oh, there's this and that and pineapple juice and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, and there's this and it's like dirt or something. And it's like, <laughs> okay. My sister, when we were kids, my oldest sister, Catherine, she um, liked to change career goals a lot. <laughs> and one of her goals as a child was to be an esthetician. Uh-huh. Uh, and when we were kids, she liked to use us as her guinea pigs. So she'd make us play school with her. She'd make us stand there and make dresses out of out of blankets while we were like the mannequin. And as an esthetician, she went outside in the backyard and got rocks and dirt and some soap and put it in a bottle and gave it to our neighbor friend and said, use this on your skin. It will make it really soft. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So wow. I've had my own home healer at like six years old. What? Wow. What a woman. What a woman. That's one way to put it. No shade. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, during this all, Maybell is staying home from school. School's sending her homework. Maybell's like, I don't feel like doing that because I am sick with cancer and I'm exhausted all the time. Understandable. Obviously. So, she starts reading this book called, literally, the title, I, I believe it's like the title of this book, it's called The Stars and the Blackness Between Them. And no, we love when the title is in the book. We really do. Or the movie. I'm trying to find. That's like, that was sarcasm. I was being facetious. I like it. I don't mind it. I don't know. I feel like it's a little on the nose. Too on the nose for you? Yeah. I'm trying to find. But that's just me. So this guy, this guy's name is Afua. And I looked him up. I don't think he's real. I wanted to make sure, just in case, you know. And Maybell reads his book, and it's all about his life. And the th- 
uh, how he got wrongfully convicted and thrown in jail really? because he was a black man, basically. How on point. I know, right? So the book does, it de- this book that Maybell is reading to, to differentiate between my book that I'm reading about Maybell and Andre. Oh my God, this is too meta. Yeah, I know, right? So this book talks about Afua and how he got into jail, which was he was at a rally for police brutality in New York City. I think it was in the Bronx. And his best friend was one of like the leaders of this rally. It was all fine, going peaceful. And then like shots were fired because police were there and like tensions rose uh, they may, they do say, they do make it clear that you don't know who fires the shot. So basically the police arrest it was the cops, but okay. Well, you could also say it could be, you know, someone else who's doesn't agree with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could be like the other side, but, uh, basically the police arrest Afua, arrest Afua because they think he was the one who shot his friend. Tell me what kind of sense that makes, but okay. It sounds like literally every case of a black man getting arrested in like the last 20 years. Yeah. So it's, it's just obviously very moving to Maybell because she is really inspired by everything he writes in prison about how he talks about making peace with yourself and all this. And obviously it really resonates with her because she has terminal cancer yeah. And really has to make peace with her diagnosis. So it's Oh my god, this is literally like the fault in our stars on crack. Oh. It's my heart definitely way different this. than the fault in our stars. <laughs> way different. I mean, one of them is not sick, but like that's what I'm saying, it's fault in our stars on crack. Anyway, continue. So he writes back Basically telling her, I'm glad that you have Audrey, who's the one person who's helping you through this all. Um, You writing me has really given me some hope in the younger generation. It's very sweet. Maybell reads this to Audrey. Audrey's very touched that Maybell even mentioned her in her letter, which is so cute. Audrey's like, you mentioned me? And Maybell's like, yeah, of course I did. You're like the only friend I have. (laughs) (laughs) Duh, bitch. (laughs) Duh. Then... We have kind of like a clusterfuck of things that happen. Ooh. Audrey kind of, how do I put this? Everything, a lot of stuff culminates and she's thinking about that girl, pastor's, that pastor's daughter back at home, Neary, and how she doesn't know where she is. And she just got a letter from her, from her grandma, who somehow found this girl, even though they didn't know where she went. But like what what year is this supposed, supposed to be, be present 2018 okay there's just like a lot of letter writing and not a lot of phone calls well that's why i think i don't know i mean she might have written the guy an email i don't know she definitely wrote him a letter because there's like a note in the back that gives the address to write him letters in prison because he's in prison so yeah. that's why she writes him a letter like that that's why i get she has to write him the letter well, the other like, girl's in trinidad i don't know maybe i'm so she doesn't have access to um, email because she was sent off to basically 
work and have kids. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because she's gay. Yes. Gross. It's great. It's like The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh, is that a, compar- a fair comparison? No. Or are we going to... Not at all. <laughs> God fucking damn it, Alicia. Let me have these. Anyways, so... <laughs> Jesus shit. So she gets this letter from Neri. Neri's saying, I basically... I miss you a lot. It sucked being sent away. And she writes that she's escaped and is like living with these people. These people who are also LGBTQ and have like their own like made family, which is their found family. Very cute. Yeah. in a different part of Trinidad from where they're originally from. So basically, Neri was sent off to another island in the Caribbean to live with these family members of theirs. And I can't remember if I said that Neri is the daughter of the pastor or the, the granddaughter. Pastor, yeah. It's the, the granddaughter of the pastor. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said she was the daughter of the pastor and Audrey's mom is dating the pastor. Yeah. So she's a granddaughter of the pastor. Well, Audrey's mom is still kind of seeing, like, seeing, like, oh, hi. the grandfather a little bit. Like, I think he must be... She, wait, the, Audrey's mom is dating the grandfather? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's still... So the dad is not in the equation. Yeah. No dads, apparently. Okay. <laughs> in <Yeah>. Trinidad. Okay. <laughs> no dads in Trinidad. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So she's nearly sent off to live with these distant relatives by her granddad. She hates it. They are mean to her and whatnot. And she finds her way back to Trinidad and is trying to find her cousin at this university. And after waiting around for a couple days, she sees these, these like two people discussing, you know, I like, I don't know what they were just, this is so bad. I can't remember what they're discussing, but basically she susses out that they're LGBTQ as well. Mm -hmm. And, they invite her to like live with them with their found family and they work for their landlord and that's how they afford the rent and mm-hmm. whatnot. So Audrey, she also comes out to Maybell's other friend, Jazzy, because she has all this pent up angst, of course. And as ja- any other teenager would. As, as all teenagers do. And yeah. Jazzy's super cool about it. She's t- like, she tells Audrey if you ever need to talk about it again, let me know. I'm here for you. I've dealt with this because uh, Jazzy's got, come out to her family and has dealt with all that. Mm-hmm. And they then go to this birthday party for Maybell for her 17th birthday that her parents put together that Maybell really didn't want because she's sick and doesn't yeah. want, you know, doesn't attention. Want, yeah, doesn't want attention, doesn't want to deal with it. And it kind of is too much. Mabel has to go lay down because she just doesn't feel good anymore. And in every family setting, I don't want to be here. I'm going to go lay down. (laughs) And basically the parents own up to it and be like, her mom is like, I'm so sorry that I had you do this. I know you didn't want it, but I just don't know how to deal with this because you're my baby and you're dying. It's so sad. And uh, Audrey comes upstairs and I think lays with her 
It's very cute. We and then we flash forward and Maybell is a lot sicker. And of course, of she's going to die at the end. If she en- dies at the end of this, I'm going to be pissed. Maybell overhears her parents fighting over make a wish. Basically, they call it something else, but I don't know what it is. It's, ba- it's just <laughs> it's just make a wish. Yeah. Make a wish has contacted them and asked her. Wants to ask her what she wants her wish to be. Mm-hmm. And her parents are fighting over it because her dad doesn't want to ex- like her dad doesn't want to accept that she's sicker than she is because she doesn't yeah. want her to die. It's so sad. Like every parent, like every parent, and Maybell overhears this and confronts them and asks like what's going on, and they say, "Oh, make a wish." Contacted us and asked us what you want your wish to be, and Maybell's. Response is that she wants, she doesn't want anything. She just wants Afua to be freed. She wants him. You're goddamn right. Yeah. What a boss. What a, what a what boss a bitch. Boss ass bitch. I know. Her one wish. And Iconic. I love that. A queen, literally. An actual queen, which goes back to her favorite plant, band. Black Lovers. Yeah, those. <laughs> those. Cool. Yeah, so she says she wants a food to be freed, which is so sweet and just made me tear up a little bit when I was reading it. This book made me cry a lot, actually. And Jazzy gets wind of this. Audrey gets wind of this. Audrey goes to Jazzy and is like, hey, remember when you guys were talking to me in the, the beginning of school and talked about walkouts? Which they did in the beginning of the book mm-hmm. when Maybell shows around school. They're telling her about how everything works and they mention, oh, if there's something that's going on, sometimes students will stage pro- um, walkouts and protest for things. And Audrey says, wow, that's crazy. That would never ha- happen in Trinidad. If, that, if you got up and walked out of school, you would get beaten. <laughs> and she just thinks it's so amazing that they have... They can do that. They have rights like that, which was interesting to like hear about from like a U.S. student's perspective. Yeah, I never Where we could literally get away with yelling the f word at a teacher. Like, yeah, seriously. But so Audrey goes over to Jazzy and is like, "Hey, Jazzy, do you think we could stage one of those protests to get a fool or um, to get a fool freed? Because Make a Wish had already told Maybell that's not going to happen. We can't." We can't free this guy out of prison. Which, to be fair, isn't, like, what they do. You go to, like, the Innocence Project for that. Well, Make-A-Wish could contact the Innocence Project. It's not like they don't... Yeah, no, I know, but, like, I I get, like, what you're trying to say. Like, that's not what they do, which I, like... It isn't. But, no, like, forget it. Just keep going. No, I get what you're saying. It isn't what they do, but I feel like if that's her wish, you should at least steer her in the right direction. Yeah. You know? Be like, hey, sorry, that's not what we do, but let us help you get in contact so we can help make this wish possible. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Put it in the right hand so that maybe it could happen, not just shut it down. Right, exactly. Because that's that's the one thing that I was like, yeah, I totally understand being annoyed by this because they didn't even try. They were just like, nope, can't do it. Sorry. Not in our jurisdiction. You want to go to Disney World? Like, yeah. Mm, try again, basically is what they said. Yeah. 
So they stage this big protest and it gets on to national TV and gains attention from the lawyer who handles his case or something like that. Some it's like a lawyer. I don't know the logistics of it because I can't remember it now because it's technical terms. Yeah. But basically they catches the attention of someone in New York where he, uh, Afua is being held and they decide to take on this project to get him freed. Mm-hmm. So it's so nice that it actually worked. Heartwarming. Yeah. Because that would like probably not happen in real life. Yeah. Right. As much as I would hope and wish it would. Right. And there's this, I appreciate that this one line, uh, Maybelle's mom is talking to someone on the phone and she goes, I just am so proud of my Maybelle. She could have asked for anything like everyone else asked for meeting Taylor Swift or something. And I was like, oh my God, we know that's Alicia's wish (laughs) (laughs) mood. Alicia's wish is to have dinner at Taylor Swift's house and cuddle with her cats. Oh my gosh, please. Her new cat, Benji, is so cute. I didn't even know she got another cat. Well, he's not really new now. He's like a year old, but newer. Old T-Swift news. It is. It's so 2019. So this happens. Audrey's super pumped. She's like, yeah, we did it. She comes home and she realizes she really likes Maybell. She doesn't know if her dad knows about why she was sent to Minneapolis and decides to kind of slyly ask him about it, suss it out, you know? Yeah. So Be sneaky. Sneaky, I know. She asks him about her mom and him when they were together and how that all was. And it comes out that her dad knew why she was sent there and tells her, like, I don't care if you're if you're gay. It doesn't bother me. You should love who you want to love. I still love you. Ugh. I wish I could have seen you more as as like a kid, but your mom really wanted you to stay there to be immersed in the culture. And I agreed. I thought you should, you know, be with your family because you had more family down there. Here, it's just me. There you have your grandma and your cousin. And it's a very heartwarming part where her dad just is like, I accept you. I love you. Oh, my God. You know, it's just the parents in this book are the best because Maybelle's parents are also Maybelle's dad is like very wants to inform her on black history and just loves her so much and tries to protect her and all this. And her mom is super accepting of her sexuality and is just so sweet. She's such an art hipster. It's so cute. I love that. Not just that she's an art hipster, but everything else. Everything else. parents supporting their kids. Seriously. Like, there are... The only bad parent in this book is Audrey's mom. And she's really only... Audrey's mom was a bitch the second that she sent her kid to fucking Minneapolis. Mood. Seriously. (laughs) She, like, drags her off. Because when they catch her, she's... Like making out with Neri, damn, and she she grabs her by the hair and drags her off of Neri. It's so and starts like hitting her. It's so horrible. Then the group of friends that Maybell has: so Maybell, Audrey, Jazzy, Jazzy's girlfriend, and I think that's it. I think there's only four of them. Take a trip up to the lake. Audrey makes 
a comment that the lake looks like an ocean, which I really related to as a, <laughs> someone who lives near the Great Lakes. They look huge. Can't relate. I live next to the ocean, so like the real ocean. So yeah, I can relate. A lot of people when I take them to see the lake for the first time, they're like, "Oh my gosh, are you sure this is a lake?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. It doesn't. It's it's real big. It's huge." So they basically have this girls' night. It's a girls' trip. Very cute. Love that. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs a little self-care. Yeah. They, I think, have some alcohol. They go in the hot Ooh. tub. I know. Ooh. A real teenage experience. It's getting spicy. Spicy. Again, we don't condone underage drinking, but it is a reality. I mean, we do kind of, but... Uh, we can't say that. I-, <laughs> I had a fake ID. I won't, won't cop out to that. I didn't. I was too nervous about f- getting in trouble. That's on anxiety. I also looked like 25 when I was like 18. So <laughs> I never got questioned on my fake like ever. All my friends did, but nope. Ever since I never turned me. 23, I've only gotten asked for my ID twice. Wow. I know. I like rarely ever get a carded. That extra year really does I something. Know. The crow's feet. That's what do it. <laughs> So they're at the lake. They're having the girls trip. The go in the hot tub. They have some alcohol. Audrey and Maybell are sharing a room together. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Maybell and Audrey had kissed previously <gasps> dur- during one of their therapies, which is what you know they call them when Audrey mm-hmm. brings over her concoction and lays with Maybell. Sometimes they'll lay in, in her dad's garden because that's where Maybell feels like at home, which is so cute. They just lay there together. And Maybell had already asked Audrey, she was like, Audrey, if you wouldn't mind, like someday I'd like to kiss you. It's so oh my God. so cute, so teenage. So such a sixteen year old thing to say. So Audrey and Maybell on this girl's trip end up having sex and then that's the end of the chapter. Damn. I know. That's a lot of buildup. It's a lot of it's a lot of buildup. Bed sharing. It's not like tension of the bed sharing. They're just like sitting there staring at each other talking and then they just start making out and then they have sex. It happens. And then they get home from the trip and Mabel's mom tells her that her wish has basically been granted and that they're going to be letting Afua out. Yay! Yay! And that they're gonna fly. This is, you're going to have a hate, uh, field day with this. They're going to fly Maybell and her family to New York to okay. see this, meet up with him. Yeah. Whatnot. And Audrey comes with them because Maybell wants her to come with them. Okay. What's the field day? Oh, because they fly to meet this author. Oh, yeah. The fucking Fault in Our Stars. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even catch it. It's like, no, I thought you were going to, like, it was, uh, like, going to be about, like, them going to New York and, like, them doing, like, cheesy shit. And I was going to be like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they do They do go to Coney Island because that's where Afua wanted to Aww, go. That's fine. He has, like, good memories. Yeah, can't relate. I've only been to Coney Island once, and it was, like, 100 degrees and hot, so. Sounds about right. Yeah. It's the only way to do Coney Island, so. Yep, sounds about right. So they go to Coney Island, they meet up with Afua, they talk with him. It turns out he's only, they're only freeing him for a day, which I didn't quite understand. I was like, you couldn't, 
I don't understand this, but whatever. What? Is it work release? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. They have, like, he has to be handcuffed the whole time, which is so sad. His family gets to come out at least and see him. And they... He asks he asks her to go on the roller coaster there. It's called the Cyclone, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. I wanted to make sure I wasn't butchering that. I've never gone on it because it looks scary and old and expensive. So they ride this roller coaster and it ends kind of open-ended. That's how the book ends is I'm just riding the roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah, and basically I'll read you the last, like, couple sentences. Yeah, basically... It ends in Audrey's point of view, and she says that she sees the cyclone, cars going back to place, and this is the sentence that makes me think she died on the roller coaster, because, Uh, oh, I don't know, it's just kind of weird, I guess not, I guess it's more of like a release of spirit, but she says, at the end of the cyclone, the caterpillar of cars returned to its starting place, but their car released nothing more than two butterflies into the stars. They freed themselves. Maybell and Afua are gone. Only the handcuffs remain dangling from the lap bar. No one could explain it, but somehow I understood. The sky reclaimed them somewhere between the ocean and its blackness. What the fuck? Yeah, that's how it ends. Pissed. <laughs> Slam the book on the ground. That's the way to do it. Seriously. Word. Well, that was our first episode. I have two beer bottles sitting next to me and yeah i went through two seltzer waters and and tequila one for each i'm proud of us look at us go well you can find me on twitter at hbi cheska and on instagram at francesca hope you can find me on insta or no on twitter alicia l h13 because i recently changed it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, we love that. Yep. Spice some spice in there. And on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13. Because we know Alicia loves a good Goodreads review. I love a good Goodreads review. So if you have one, do not hesitate to send it towards me. <laughs> send it my way. That is her social media of choice. Is Goodreads. Yeah, honestly, I think Twitter is a cesspool of just garbage. And Goodreads is a superior social media site. So... hot take there no shade well we will see you guys next week for the next one bye